0: it became an ever-increasing thing that was sort of making me upset and making me sad but I didn't really have the tools I guess or the or the mental I don't know the mental side of things to to do anything about it. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend
1: Carl Radley. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Weight Loss Warrior podcast. Thank you for joining me. And today I have a special guest called Chris, who's from Cornwall or at least living in Cornwall now. And he's got an interesting story because he's, this isn't his first time to weight loss and he's currently on a journey as well, which is going to be quite relatable to a number of people listening. So hi Chris, how are you? Hello.
0: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm great. Thank you. How are you?
1: Doing very well. Thanks. and, And I appreciate you taking time out your, your busy schedule to to speak to me and you know we've we've had a little chat before starting recording and I know you're midway through a number of different projects and things and and very busy with children so I know it can be (laughs) quite hard finding the time
0: yes yeah always always with children I'm sure (laughs)
1: absolutely so Chris before we get into the the details of you know your weight loss journey and um, as I said at the beginning the the ups and the downs of it tell us a bit about yourself and um, I mentioned obviously you're living in Cornwall so let us know some more about you
0: yeah sure so uh so as you said I, I live in Cornwall I'm I'm 31 unfortunately but um just just the wrong side of 30 but uh yeah I live here with my with my wife and two children and our dog um and um I, I work from home so so kind of staying active is is always uh, an interesting task especially trying to keep busy with with kids and stuff but uh but yeah, I'm, I'm a massive sport lover. I've, I've played a lot of rugby in the past and uh, and American football, is, as I'm sure we'll come on to talk a little bit more about as well.
1: Excellent. And uh, you, you say you're unfortunately 31. I, I tell you, I wish I was 31. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be 39 next month. So uh, 31. You, well, happy you, birthday you, for them. <laughs> thank you. And I definitely say you're the right side of 30s. Um, <laughs> but so in Cornwall, love sport. And uh, you, you have a story to tell, obviously regarding you know weight loss. But tell tell me about how life was before you actually decided to lose weight, and and your journey leading up to your decision to lose weight.
0: Sure. So um, so I've I've always been a big person. Um, I think as as long as I can remember, kind of growing up, I was I was overweight, and and um. Uh, kind of would be taken to the doctors and be told to lose weight and and all of this and the other. But I, but I don't think it ever really affected me. Probably until my teenage years. um I was always a fairly active kid, from what I you know from what I remember and and from my perspective, as I said, it wasn't it wasn't really until I became a teenager and and was at secondary school and you know kids kids can be cruel, can't they? So I think there was you know there were times when I was bullied. Um, and I also remember times where. You know, I couldn't go shopping um in on the high street for clothes, so I had to go to a big and tall shop with my mum at the age of sort of fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. Um and and so for me before I lost weight, I think it was just it it became an ever increasing thing that was sort of making me upset and making me sad, but I didn't really have the the the, the tools, I guess, or the or the mental I don't know, the mental side of things to, to do anything about it. Um, my family have always been a big family. So I just sort of put it down to, to, to my genes, really. Um, I used to get taken to Weight Watchers and Slimming World by my mum, depending on which one she was doing at, at what time. Um, and so that sort of just became part of, part of my life, really.
1: And Chris, how old were you when you went to your first Weight Watchers or Slimming Club? so to speak. With yeah, I'm,
0: I must have been, it must have been sort of 14, 15, um, around that age. And, and I don't really remember much about it, but I do remember them being, you know, a very welcoming group and, and, and a supportive group. But I, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a strange step for me to take at that young age.
1: I, I can imagine. And the reason I ask because when I was probably 17, I, I went to Slimming World along with my mum to try and lose some weight. And If I think about it, like you say, I don't remember every single detail and I remember everybody was nice, but I was probably the only male in the group and probably the youngest by 15 years. And it just felt very much as a teenage boy being in amongst a a group of, dare I say, middle aged ladies who were there to lose weight. I felt this isn't fair. You know, why am I here? Kind of thing. And like you said, very nice, very supportive. But like a fish out of water if i'm honest
0: completely i think i think if you're already self-conscious about something and then you go into a situation where um you're the only person of your type or your or you know your sex or your you know your gender or your age or whatever i think it makes you even more self-conscious so you know for me it was it was i remember it was in the local like church hall or 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 something like that which was fairly central in the town and and so it was it was quite awkward to to go along and, and think that you might be seen by someone from school or, or
1: something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I remember I, I was also in the Scouts and the Cubs, which quite honestly, looking back, I'm really glad that I was part of because you know, yeah, I, I think it's really, really good as a teenager and, you know, kept me out of trouble, although probably got me into some trouble as well. Um, <laughs> but with that, I remember being at school and, and worrying about that. Like if kids, you know, oh, what if they know I'm in the Scouts, let alone, what if they know I'm part of a slimming club? Is, yeah, and, you know, kids can be cruel unfortunately but at the same time I remember it being the lesser of the two evils almost I wanted to lose weight I was more concerned about being overweight and wanting to do something about that but um but yeah I only went to a few sessions actually and I, I don't know if yourself like being that age did that continue did you stay there did you manage to lose weight no I
0: think I think like you I only went to a few sessions and then sort of um you know our house was sort of always on a diet, so it was kind of by proxy. Then that I was, uh, I was doing a diet anyway. So, um, so yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. And then you went to university, I believe, didn't you? That's correct. Yeah, I went to university in New York. And and how was that? Just taking into account, having spoken to other people on the episode, who for them, university was a time of extreme partying and fun, but not very conducive with a, a weight loss program or. or a healthy lifestyle, shall I say? Yeah,
0: and I and I'd probably I'd completely agree with that. Um, I spent I spent a lot of time at university uh, enjoying myself, you know, going out, drinking, eating, and every time you go out drinking, normally follows a you know a takeaway or something like that, and then the next day and things like that. And, and I guess you know, especially in my first year of university, I I really put on weight, um, and I was already big, you know, and I and I remember um, so uh, I remember look, you know, weighing myself at one point and being. I think being something like 22, 23 stone, um, which uh, was, was a bit of a shock. You know, I didn't really think of myself as a particularly big person. Um, Although I knew that, you know, although I was self-conscious about my weight, I I didn't think I was that big. Um, So that was a bit of a shock for me. Um, And while I was at university, you know, I, I, as I said, I've always loved sport. I still do. Um, I started playing American football. So um, one of the, a couple of the guys that I used to go to school with went to primary school together. They were actually at the university, but in the year above me, and they encouraged me to go along. And it was a sport that I really enjoyed. And it's, uh, it's a really inclusive sport. You know, you've got people who you've got people of all shapes and sizes who have their particular role to play. And so for a big person like me, it was a really, really inclusive way to get into a
1: sport. Absolutely. Again, I'm sitting here nodding my head, Chris, because I relate to this completely. I, I, I started off playing football and a combination of being absolutely terrible at it and being <laughs> overweight led me into playing for my local rugby team and, yeah. and joining them instead. Because, you know, it was, it was almost like that. It was like, like oh, you, you're a big lad. You, you'll do well playing rugby. It was almost like, OK, this is my I'm turning, you know, the, the bad thing in my life to an advantage. And so it felt quite nice. And I know American football is a very hard sport and very physical um, and something I didn't realize until I actually started learning about it and watching it more is that it's a very high level of fitness required to play at a, a good level yeah so, it's,
0: it's it's really about sort of short sharp short sharp bursts um of of fitness and of extreme sort of output um which for someone who was yeah as I said 22 23 stone at the time was was pretty rough and and you see you know you watch the NFL on, on the TV and they have teams of Fifty odd people playing, and they swap it. You know, they swap in and out most most uh, breaks. But when you're playing, when you're playing in in England at a university uh, level, you don't have that many players. So, so you know, I'd I'd spend my Sundays playing American football, and I'd, and I'd be absolutely um, exhausted by the end of the day because I'd be playing significant amounts of sport. But then, you know, Sunday night, you'd then go out and you'd go and have a bunch of drinks and a takeaway, and probably undo all the good work that you've done.
1: Absolutely. And and it just continues in that cycle. And I think the one thing that you have on, on your side is age and your body's quite forgiving at that age in terms of, you know, you, you can unfortunately maintain that kind of lifestyle quite easily, Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. but, but once you get a bit older, it starts to catch up on you a little bit and it becomes yeah, harder and, and being at the other end of 30, uh, scale <laughs> to you, I, I can vouch for the fact that in that, in this last 10 years, I, I've certainly noticed harder and I'm, I'm more tired more of a time i don't know if that's just because i had children in between probably <laughs> has a lot to answer for um so, so chris you, you're at uni uh you were you're playing some sport but obviously your level of fitness you you were overweight what was the the next step for you what what made you decide you wanted to actually lose weight
0: yeah of course so for me I'd noticed that obviously I was putting my joints under a lot of pressure, my knees, my shoulders, my back, you know, was always, I was always carrying some form of injury or a pain or a strain or something. And it got to the end of my first year. And, and as I said, your first year, you you really enjoy yourself. You're out partying and stuff. And I was staying, I was staying in, in York, the town that I, that I went to or city that I went to university in. Um, and so was one of the guys that I, um, that I knew from primary school who, who I played American football with. And, um, and he was an athletic guy. He was, you know, going to the gym, he was, you know, built well and, and very fit. And he just said, come on, you know, come along with me. And I, I'd, I'd never been to a gym before. Um, I'd played sport. I played football, cricket, rugby, like, you know, like you, um, but I'd never been to a gym and he took me along and kind of took me under his wing and, um, and sort of showed me, showed me the gym, showed me the exercises and, and, you know, taught me, Taught me what what I needed to do to get fitter and stronger, but then also took took me through sort of nutrition and and you know I, I'd say that it was probably from from zero to 100 mile an hour on that front. You know, I spent the summer eating porridge, turkey, and and frozen mixed veg, but you know for me that was really the the kick up the backside that I needed um and and made a real difference to me and and you know kind of had an impact on on the rest of I guess my life so far. So I I think from my perspective, that was probably that sort of that next step. And, you know, over that summer period, I went from not being able to run around a 400 metre running track without stopping to doing five kilometre runs three times a week with, with, uh, with my friend, um, which was, you know, amazing for me. Um, I was still, I was still a, a bigger guy, but I lost, I think something like three or four stone in that, in that summer period, sort of that two or three month period,
1: oh, um, Wow, that's really which impressive. was,
0: which was fantastic for me and, and kind of tried to, sort of then maintain that or or go even further throughout the rest of my sort of university life for sure.
1: That's great. And and big respect to your friend for for showing you the ropes, so to speak. Because I think that's something that can be quite daunting for a lot of people who who would probably even quite enjoy the gym. But going there for the first time and, and I go on a regular basis. I was in there today and looking around, it can be quite intimidating because the machines don't look easy to use. The, the biggest guys in there, they're usually the most you know, helpful and supportive, actually. But that's what I've found. Like the people yeah. who are really into the gym are the ones who recognize people need help and are willing to share their knowledge. Uh, but still, people with headphones on, it's, it's quite a solitary experience. And it, it isn't the most fun if you don't know what you're doing. So the first few times, it can be quite hard. So having that friend to take you, explain things to you, show you what you were doing, make sure you had good form was obviously the like you said, but the kick up backside you needed, but also the inspiration you needed to to lead on to. to yeah, definitely. Loss. And and
0: and as you say, you know, up until well, up until I had children, we I would I would I continued to go to the gym and and sort of hopefully you know if anyone's ever looked for help, you know, sort of pass that on as well. So I think it's a you know it's that was the the biggest catalyst for me in terms of my 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 weight loss or my, you know, my, my shift to sort of healthier eating and, and living was, uh, was, was him taking me under wing. So, so Arthur, if you're listening, thank you very much.
1: Brilliant. And then after university, you settled into uh, your lifestyle. I'm guessing that's around the time you probably met your, your now wife and,
0: uh, yeah. 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 I'm just trying to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So we met at university, um, and, I guess from then so we we lived in York for I think nearly ten years and, and I went from from playing American football. I, I joined one of the local rugby teams um and uh just sort of settled into life as you say and and um started going to the gym or continued going to the gym, should I say, and, and uh was was seeing I guess the, the results that I wanted to from that perspective, but but the nutrition side of things sort of slipped and you know you you once you get out of habits it kind of becomes um kind of becomes very hard to get back into them um and so from my perspective then kind of through the the next sort of five years from 2012 through to sort of 2016 2017 um I certainly noticed my my weight increase again but I thought oh do you know what I'm going to the gym so I'm fit it's fine um or I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining my level of fitness and um it wasn't until um Hannah and I Uh, We're getting married in the 2017 in August. It wasn't until that Christmas where I said, you know what, I I really want to do something about this again. Um, And also uh, Hannah wanted to as well. So um, we joined Slimming World together. um, And it was the first time I'd been to something like that in my adult life. Um, And it it was something that we could both do together and support each other through. Um, we had a specific target in mind and we knew that we wanted to lose weight for a certain thing at a certain time and so it was really about us kind of just encouraging each other and going along to the groups and encourage you know getting the encouragement that way to to hit our hit our goal and and in that period of time in that what six seven month period um i lost i think in the region of four or five stone um again so you know as you can tell by my life, sort of my weight has fluctuated massively just through my lifestyle and, and getting, getting it under control.
1: But it sounds like you, you had the knowledge and that probably come from your friend and, and your learning at university of the components that were, were required to rein it back in and get back under control. So every time you felt that it had gone beyond what you were comfortable with or, or where you were happy, you were able to say, right, OK, now I'm going to focus and I'm going to do the work that's required, which I think is a very key part of of being in control of your weight because i, I think for many people and and if you're listening and, and disagree please send me a message and let me know but i think for a lot of people it's a case of not having that control or not knowing how to control it so things spiral out of control and then it almost feels like a lost cause to be able to then bring it back which is, is quite a, a difficult thing and that's why i think going to slimming clubs can be very helpful especially in the beginning and, to give people
0: yeah and and i think i think the 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 slimming clubs regardless of what what it is you do you know if, uh, you know for me and for hannah you know we had a specific target and we wanted to we wanted to get to that point and and we knew that doing something like that 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 you know kind of helped you give that structure um was really good i think i can't remember which episode it was or who it was but you know someone was talking about the fact that calorie counting didn't work for them and it was the same for me you know i i found that I would try and calorie count and I still try and calorie count. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely terrible at it, but having something where, where, do you know what? There are some things that you have to really, you know, you have to think about restricting versus things that you can, you know, you know, you can eat um, fairly freely. I know at the end of the day, it's still calories in versus calories out. Right. But, you know, being able to have that sort of structured way of, of managing what I eat is, is really helpful for me. Um, I think weight loss or managing your weight is is as much a mental thing as it is a a physical thing as in what you're putting in your mouth. I think it's as much about how you're thinking about it and and that was really critical for me and continues to be really critical for me moving forwards, you know, building in that flexibility to be able to sort of um enjoy life but being able to do it in a way that's structured and allows me to rein it back in as you say when I know I need to.
1: Completely agree there. Completely agree. And my own journey this year has been one of, of counting calories and I, I had a, a fairly good base knowledge of, of nutrition and macronutrients before going into it this year, which has always been the ironic thing. Like I've, I've always known quite a lot about nutrition and I worked for a supplement company selling supplements before I moved to Spain. And so I, I had the knowledge there, but I just never really used it. So um, like you say, calorie counted, but whatever method, but providing it's a safe one, and you're not starving yourself, or, you know, going from one extreme to the other, I think, like you say, it's as much a mental game as it is a physical one. And for me, it helps, and for anyone who's considered calorie counting, just knowing that at the beginning of the day, okay, I have this allotted amount that I can eat. And, and it does change depending on your goals, objectives, but, you know, I know that this is what I've got to try and stick to. So every single meal I have, I'm conscious of how much of a, a chunk out of my, my daily allowance that's going to take. And, you know, I, I like getting towards the end of the day and still having enough to think, okay, I, I can have a beer tonight because you know that's within my limits. Yeah. And rather than thinking, oh, okay, I could have two or three, I'm much more conscious about it, and it, and it helps to reduce that overeating. It helps reduce all the other treats that I might just think, okay, in my head I've had a good day, but not really knowing for sure. And and I think it, we're very very poor as people at estimating. Yeah. First of all, portions when we're, we're serving ourselves food and there's lots of videos on YouTube that show this, you know, like one spoonful of something, if you estimate it or three pour is usually a lot different yeah. to actually measuring it. So it's these kinds of things, which these is these kinds of things, I think that can actually be small changes but lead to really big results for people. And even without being very strict, even without, you know, focusing too hard, just by swapping some of the habits or way you do things can have a really big impact on, on what you do
0: definitely and I, and i think it, it that's kind of where where i am now so so fast forwarding sort of 5 years um from 2017 again you know spent a number of um i got to my target the week before our wedding which was amazing um, Congratulations. both uh, yeah yeah i put on i put on a fair amount of weight um kind of in the in the couple of months after that and and got it back under control again I was going to the gym playing rugby and and sort of thinking about the nutrition side of things um uh but you know life gets in the way and we've 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 got two wonderful children but they um kind of mean that we don't have much time and and you know with work and we've moved house and, and all of this stuff and you know it got to a point where I noticed both in my clothes but also in um I guess my my levels of fitness and things like that 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 things weren't weren't where I wanted them to be so um and also with um you know Hannah has has given birth twice and um you know wanted to kind of try and lose a bit of weight as well. So we're now back in that position where we're we're supporting each other through um through that, which is fantastic. And and having that support is is really great. Um, but we're doing it we want to do it in a more in a in a in a more sort of eased way, if that makes sense this time around. We don't have a target date. We don't have a wedding coming up or or things like that. Actually what we want to do is generate those um Sustainable lifestyle changes that will allow us to have the flexibility to enjoy life, but also you know manage our weight and live and live healthily.
1: You've just touched on something there very key, and when I think back to the episodes where people have lost weight and probably I'd say around a year or or a longer period, managed to keep at their target weight and and without gaining in or fluctuating, and found that balance. They, they've they said that it's been doing it in a more sustainable way that's allowed them to then continue without feeling like, you know, the, the shock of finishing a diet or going from one extreme to the other. Yeah. And I think, again, just just like we were talking about, it goes back to those small changes and changing the, the habits over time until you end up at the destination without it feeling like you've had to completely overhaul your whole eating plan. Yeah and so that's that's really good and, and a question I wanted to ask you, you you've mentioned the support with with your wife Hannah and I, I've spoken to people who have done this on their own with support friends family partners how important to you is it Chris having that support knowing that you want to lose weight and having someone at home who's doing that with you
0: I, th- I think it's been it's been massive um for for me and, and hopefully for both of us you know we we sort of G each other on we when one of us is feeling a bit low or feeling like you know what we we're going to slip into old habits you know we we're, we're there for um for making sure that we don't um but equally you know regardless of what happens we we support each other um and and make sure that um yeah make sure that we we we're staying on track but enjoying ourselves you know we we'll still go out and you know this weekend we we we're, we're going to go out and and have some have some breakfast you know while we're out and about with with our kids and stuff and you know that's not it's not going to impact anything, you know. We're just going to enjoy ourselves and then, and then go on from there. You know, we're not then going to create a whole day of, of binging or whatever, or, or you know, we're just going to enjoy ourselves. So, so having that support is is really good, and and it, it kind of, especially for you know, when we were heading towards a target date like the wedding, you know, it was a little competition, and it was it was health it was healthy competition. You know, we were we were we were cheering each other on. We were both going to the gym together at that time as well. So, so having that having that support is is really important. But but equally, I think. You know, it's it's about the motivations for for why you want to do something that, that's important, and you know, we we're doing it for each other, but we're also doing it for ourselves. And I think that's the 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 biggest thing for the sustainability piece is actually for me this time round, I'm doing it because I want to um, I want to make sure that I'm not passing on any sort of mental hang-ups about weight or anything like that to my children. I don't want them to see me uh, worrying about you know going to the beach and not taking my top off you know we live in cornwall we've got some fantastic beaches i don't want them to sort of be self conscious when they go to the beach or 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 be be overthinking things like oh, i've done my whole life you know and that's the the biggest motivation for me now and the biggest mental driver is making sure that my children are comfortable in their skin but also know what they you know, know what they can do in terms of you know eating and and um the nutritional side and making sure that actually they just know what's healthy and what's um what's flexible and and that they can enjoy life while also you know doing whatever they need to do to 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 be healthier
1: i agree completely and, and uh, how old are your children chris uh very young
0: so i don't have to worry about
1: it yet they're two and a few months old okay well so you're, you're <laughs> you've got your work cut out at the moment yeah then, I most admit. definitely I have, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and so two years between them um my, my opinion was always have two close together, that's it, done, finished. Yeah. no plans to have any more on my side. Um, <laughs> and my, my wife's in full agreement with that, uh, which, is, which is good. We, we've done that. But now I'm starting to see they pay so much attention to every single thing that you do, you say, eat, breathe. You, you they, they're, they're literally little magnets that yeah. follow you around everywhere. And they're very perceptive as well. And so the fact that they are so young at the moment, I think it's great that you're making these decisions now because as they come into that age where they start paying very close attention to you, like you said, you'll already have an environment in which you have a good balance. And it's not about only eating what you could consider healthy foods or making sure your kids are on a diet. It's actually all the opposite is to kind of prevent the situations where you have to make eating, uh, you know, A point of focus because it's just a normal healthy balance of having some good foods yeah we're gonna have a takeaway sometimes yeah we're gonna eat pizza but not every night of the week and it's not going to be seen as like a a bad thing because for the rest of the week for the most part you know people always talk about the 80 20 rule and i I think that this is applies to food very much and and everything in life That if you have everything in moderation there's no need to actually stress about it at all yeah definitely
0: i I think I, I think for me, you know, my, for, for my children, you know, having ne- never having to use the word diet, you know, never having to go on a diet because actually, do you know what life, life's too short <laughs> and, and it, and it's great that, you know, you, you can, you can lose weight and you can, um, you know, we can lose weight and we can, um, build healthier lifestyles and all this that and the other, but actually if that's so, if that, if that healthier lifestyle is just ingrained into the environment that they're in. There's no need for them to ever think about food as healthy or unhealthy. It's just that balance, as you say.
1: Exactly. No, great. And and fair play to, to you and Hannah for for considering that and, and doing that now. It, it I, I think when when I consider this episode against some some of the others I have, I I think your aspect and and outlook on healthy eating and uh, I, I'd say that emotionally you wouldn't have such a, a strong attachment to food or it hasn't caused you as many problems in your adult life, at at least, Um, in terms of being overweight. It sounds like you've got a very balanced head about it and, you know, you're making plans now to change more for your children's sake, but also for your own benefit as well, which I think is fantastic. And I'm sure there's a lot of people very similar to that. And it isn't always about people who are, you know, heavily overweight and in a very dark place, which unfortunately is the case for a number of people. But there are also cases, and and these success stories, it doesn't have to be somebody who's lost a huge, huge amount of weight. The success comes in your discovery of, of learning how to have a balanced life and control your weight and be happy with the person that you are.
0: Definitely, and it sounds like you've achieved it. Well, I think it's still very much a work in progress, but um, but I think, as you say, I, I feel like I'm getting getting there with with the tools that I need to do so. I think I think just on on one point. So for me, you know. Uh, food has always been linked to to emotion and and mental health and as you say you know you it can be a sort of a spiral where you you know you you get down or you get depressed about about your weight and then you know actually you you eat your feelings and things like that and and you know I've definitely and I definitely have been there and and can find myself there sometimes but I think you know for me um now I'm really focusing on detaching food from emotion um and and hopefully that's that's another way for me to be able to kind of generate that that healthier lifestyle and that sustainable um uh, environment
1: good for you and and i i guess linked to that chris what advice would you give people who are either in a similar position to you or considering losing weight or, or just anything from what you've learned or found over the time and your journey it's
0: a good question i think i think find Find what motivates you and find what works. You know, there's so many different ways that people can lose weight or, or live healthier. And, you know, every man and his dog is is selling a different way to do it. You know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm part of part of a group that does that at the moment. And, you know, Slimming World, you become a member. And, um, you know, from my perspective, it works. It's working. It's working really well. I know it doesn't work for other people. I know that they don't like that. That environment or the way of doing that, and you know like yourself is calorie counting. I think it's just finding finding what works for you um and and doing that um but but don't you know don't forget to enjoy life <laughs> i think more than anything you know don't don't forget to 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 continue seeing friends and going out and and doing all this and the other because you know it does get to a point where you know it can it can become um overwhelmingly sort of part of your life and i think it's you know we've talked about the mental part i think you know mentally and and to to make it a sustainable change it's got to be something that you you can do alongside everything else you do
1: very very good advice there and it is again about finding balance i think and for some people it's a case of there's a journey ahead before they can actually find that balance and that's absolutely fine everybody is on their own path and nobody's in competition with anyone else except themselves, as I've said, before. but it's about finding your happiness. And like I said, some paths are longer than others and, and it can take people more time. But I think as long as you approach it and find your motivation, as you've just said, and take one step at a time, but always focused forward, anybody can do it. And it's something that anybody can achieve.
0: Definitely.
1: Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Having you on the podcast today, thank you so much, and, and really enjoyed talking to you. I think we've got a, a lot of similarities, Growing up with you know university life, that kind of thing. I didn't go to university myself, but I spent a lot of time hanging around my friends who were at university. So I actually went to multiple universities, um, <laughs> but just for the social life and didn't have to get myself in a load of student debt. Um, it's the best bit, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So one thing I wanted to ask because you've got a, an Instagram account where you you know post your progress and a lot of very nice food as well. Are you happy to share that on the podcast?
0: Yeah, of course. So uh, yeah, so my Instagram is uh, at What Witters Eats, um, and and as you say, you know, I, I I started off just posting photos of my food to try and keep me accountable, and and it's sort of um, become somewhere where I can share recipes and share my progress, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, give people other ideas and and the support that they need to to be able to do the same.
1: Yeah, I think you do a very good job of doing that on your account, and so just to confirm, that is What Witter eats what witters eats what witters
0: eats yeah
1: okay so that's what witters eats correct Correct. yeah okay and so i'll put that in the show notes as always for anybody who'd like to go and follow chris and check out what he's been cooking this week and also his progress on his weight loss journey and chris thank you again for joining us and congratulations on being one of our weight loss warriors
0: fantastic thank you very much for having me take care and you
1: I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram, where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast. And follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.